couple of items to get to today. Before we start the owner's box, first of all, not this time from TaylorMade Stallions, the number one second crop sire of 2021. He's number one cumulative second crop sire by winners with 34. He's the number one cumulative second crop sire by stakes winners with four and the number one cumulative second crop sire of black type horses with seven, 16 yearlings in 2020, now two-year-olds of 2021 sold for 200,000 or more. That's not this time at TaylorMade Stallions. Also, we wanted to tell you about Lone Star Park. Their big day is coming up. Nominations are now open for Lone Star Park's Lone Star Million Day card. It's Memorial Day, Monday, May 31st. It's not that far away, people. Five stakes totaling $1.1 million, including the Grade 3 Sex and Mile, which has a purse increase from three hundred dollars to 400000 and the Lone Star Million Day and the Ouija Board Distaff return after a 10-year hiatus. Three new stakes, the Texas Derby, Chamberlain Bridge, and the Memorial Day Sprint. It's free to nominate, and they close Saturday, May 22nd. Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Welcome to another edition of the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch. I'm the founder and managing partner of Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me, as always, is the magnificent Michelle Yu. Michelle? I like that. You like that, magnificent Michelle? I like that. was good. Mm-hmm. I'll I was, take it. I was going to go marvelous. But With the marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Yeah. Is that coming out again? Because I'm really I hope itching so. for another season. I love season. that show. I love that show. Me um, too. We have a lot to get to today. We have a really special guest. His name is Corey Berg. He's one of 11 owners of Hit the Road, who I think might be mentioned in our uh, Three Things of Note today. Uh, and uh, it's going to be interesting to find, you know, we've had big owners, we've had small owners, and it's nice to have someone uh, come on the show that really nobody knows about. I mean, nobody yeah. probably in the horse racing world heard of Corey Berg, but they will today, which I think is really, really cool. So, yeah, yeah um, I'm so excited for this. Yeah, it's going to be fun. But uh, before we do that, let's talk about three things of note. Dude, dude, I feel like you need theme music for I this, I know, Billy. we really do. We're going to keep working on it. <laughs> I'm going to put something in. Maybe I'll figure it out. I'm going to have Walker, my son, do it. He'll, he'll make Our, us a cool... Oh, yes, he can make us a yeah. total theme song. He's going to make a theme song for three things of okay, note. I'm going to try to put it in this podcast. Let's see what happens. The first of three things of note for sure is the fact that um, the photo at, Go- at Golden Gate was wrong and Mecklenburg definitely won. <laughs> That's your handsome guy. You love that horse. That was our only... I love that horse. Uh, Little Red Feather's only win this weekend in five starters is the dead heat from Mecklenburg. So he, he did run well. We earned an 80 buyer and got his first U.S. win. So uh, maybe the trip to nor- uh, Northern California is helping. All right. So first off is Derby Prep Central, right? It was the Gotham. It was the Tampa Bay Derby. And it was the uh, San Felipe here in Southern California. I think that the most impressive winner was most definitely out here with Life is Good, although the race didn't unfold the way I thought or wanted it to. Uh, there's no denying that life is good is exactly that. Good. How about good. great? I mean, undefeated. Uh, Bob Baffert has another uh, possible superstar. 
uh, and he was, I couldn't have been more impressive. Um, you know, yes, look, he could have, if he had taken pressure early, he could have been I know, more but, impressive. But he's so fast. I don't even think people want to go with him. And then, you know, people are making a big deal about uh, the, the, the stretch run, right, where he's kind of getting out towards the middle of the track. And I talked to Mike Smith afterwards, and I said, "What you know? What happened there?" He goes, "You know, I don't know. I think he saw something on the on the big board, and you know, I was so far in front, I just didn't want to correct him. I just let him right. finish. And you know, Mike has done this. I think he's won some big races. Would you say that, Michelle? Yeah, he's yeah. ridden some horses. So he knows, I, he knows what he's yeah, talking he about. He kind of knows what he's doing, and, and he's not like he's gonna you know lie for any reason. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, there's something wrong with his mouth, or you know, it's like, what is he gonna they say? They did actually change bits." on him well that's maybe but the the horse is really really fast he's really really good and uh has a chance to be the next uh baffert superstar so baffert congratulations to china horse club afterwards we got to talk about he the owners tell me. china okay, horse club ahead. and windstar okay now you can go what did baffert tell you i because i asked him are you surprised no one went with you because i was sure that the, the doug o'neill was going to go with him and he was like, yeah, no one's fast enough. And that yeah. could be the case, but I would have liked to see someone try. But you know what? Okay, look at that race. And I know we don't want to talk too much at the beginning of the show because people right. want to hear the guest on the owner's box. They don't want to hear us yap and yap and yap. But Doug, the, the, Doug, the, the great one who came in with a lot of hype, and I know they were looking forward to right, running against Life is Good. I, I mean, he broke fine. He just he wasn't quick enough. And Johnny V on Medina Spirit, the other baffer, just kind of took him into the parking lot on the first turn. Thanks. He just race rode him. I'm so glad someone else said that. I felt I feel like such a hater because I've said that and like no one else. What do you mean? It's a, to... Why is that being a hater? Because that's what I, I said. Like it looked like Medina Spirit kind of ran interference, like keeping keeping uh, the great did. one from really coming up and engaging. Well, he absolutely did. He might not have okay, been as fast, you. but he absolutely that that's uh, that's what they do. I mean, that's right. what Johnny V does. I mean, they, he's part of the team. So, um, <laughs> But kudos to China Horse Club once again and Winstar, another possible superstar, and Mr. Baffert with Life is Good. Michelle, what's, um, what's the point number the, two? The point number two is trainer Dan Blacker, in his ninth year of training, gets his very first grade one with a very special horse hit the road. We're obviously going to hear from one of his owners later on, but I think this horse has been a project. He has been untapped talent we know he's been good we haven't got to see how good i loved his kill romayo where he came up the fence and he only got a run for a smidgen of a time but it was just enough to get the win um and it was really exciting i feel like for a lot of people involved in this horse grade one wins are hard to come by and dan blacker is one of the good guys in our sport obviously you and i are good friends with christina blacker his his wife and with dan himself my sister emily works with Dan as his, um, what do we call Emily? Administrative assistant. Uh, yeah. She deals with a lot of the for owners and right? for all the partnerships. And, and I was standing next to her for the race and it was really funny. We have video. She sent me the video. Oh, <laughs> and she's like, Billy, where's he going to go? And I'm like, he's being patient. Just relax. He's <laughs> she got was not, loads of horse. Like, yeah, she was so worried. And I was like, he's going to get through. Because I, I watched, I don't know about you, Michelle, but I watched the head on. So um, when I'm watching races, I watch the head-on next to the pan shot. And so when right. the head-on, you could see there was plenty of room in there. When, when, and when Florent Giroux pressed the button, man, did he accelerate. And, and, you know, people say, oh, he got the perfect trip. Guess no, what? Didn't. Guess what? You need to get the perfect trip to win grade ones, especially on the grass. I mean, how unlucky was uh, Phil D'Amato and, and our friend Mark Martinez's horse? Oh yeah, for sure. That horse ran a twenty-two and one final quarter and was abs. I, I don't think I've ever seen a horse run that fast. 
I love that horse. I actually, I, I, after I watched him work, I used that horse because I'm like, this horse is going to be a price and he is going to seriously run well. Right. I mean, he ran huge. And, but and I don't credit, think he and credit smooth like straight. Because he was buried down along the inside. Like, he was waiting for a seam. It, it ended up opening up, but it, I don't think it was a dream trip by it, any it means. It wasn't a dream trip, but he saved all the ground, the hole mm-hmm. opened, and he got through. And that's what it takes. That's and a that's brave a, horse, it's too. A, it's a brave horse. He showed he's, you know, and they had to be really patient. I want to talk about this with Corey Berg, who's going to join us shortly, uh, about just how patient um, Dan and his team have been and, and how it's all paid off in a, in a grade one win in the in the Coro, which is a really tough race to win. I thought the field was loaded. Uh, and uh, just really happy for Dan, his staff, Emily, uh, Christina, and all the 11 partners, including our friend Rick Gold, who has been mm-hmm. on the show before. So um, congratulations to all of them with grade one winner, Hit the Road. Point three, Can I Michelle. say, too, oh, can yeah, I say, go. Just say real quick, too, sure. that we were talking about, like last week or the week before, about what choice we would make, smooth like straight or hit the road, yes. and I said hit the road. Yes. We both did. Yeah. We both I did. I get where Rispoli was going, but I think hit the road was – Definitely Michelle. still. I, I still don't Michelle. think that smooth like straight has more ceiling. Michelle, this was mm-hmm. purely a political move. Dan Blacker is a much smaller barn. He's much more conservative. He doesn't mm-hmm. have the stock that Mike McCarthy has. I, I no one has true. told me this to my face, but I'm just I am I'm fairly certain that was the reason for sticking with smooth like straight. And I will say that Umberto Rispoli was very classy coming on because some people did kind of attack him a little bit um, on social media about like making the bad choice. And he came on and said some very nice things. And I thought he handled it extremely well. Umberto's a good man. He's a great rider. He makes mistakes sometimes as he did with one of my horses this weekend. I was not very happy with him, but I've gone, I'm over it now. Uh, but uh, he's a good man. He's a, and he's a great rider. And we are very fortunate to have him out here in Southern California. I can say that. All right. So, so point, number point number three, three, Point number three would definitely be the big cap going to Mr. Richie B and Idol, who finally got a trip that didn't make you puke or shudder. <laughs> Joe Rosario aboard for Calvin. Um, how's Calvin. How does Calvin pronounce his last name? Nguyen? It should be Nguyen. Nguyen? Isn't it? Nguyen? Yeah, I mean, I it's, think it's, Nguyen. it's spelled Nguyen. Yes, Nguyen. Uh, longtime Richie Baltus client who has stuck with him through thick and thin. And Richie was off to a little bit of a tough start this year. If you know anything about Richie, uh, he is uh, crazy like a fox. He is absolutely, um, he is, but he does have a big heart. And the most, uh, for me, sitting up there, I'm watching Richie, he was high-fiving everybody on the way to the winner's circle. And it was just, <laughs> it was just a real pleasure to see. Congratulations to them. Idol comes through. Joel Rosario with a typical patented Joel Rosario move. Wait, be patient, swing wide, and make a giant stretch run to run down uh, a really good horse and express train who looked like he was almost home. Uh, and I just, uh, I'm really happy for Richie and his team. I am also happy for them, and I'm happy for that horse, too. He has a really cool story, actually. But it'd be nice if we could get uh, Calvin on the show one day because this horse has a super crazy backstory. Let's uh, let's work on that. But now yes. let's turn our attention to uh, Corey Berg, who we're going to have on the show right now. Hey, Corey, thank you for uh, joining us. Well, thank you, Billy. Looking 
Looking forward to talking with you and Michelle. Now, this is uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. I, I just was talking to Corey off the air, and we were saying how, listen, we've had uh, yeah, Dreadmont Farms. We've had uh, Windstar. We've had everybody on the show. But what this show is all about is is finding some of the the smaller owners in the game because we need everybody if we're gonna if we're gonna maintain what we're doing and, and succeed in the future of, of horse racing we need people like Corey Berg so we appreciate you taking the time to join us today and congratulations on the success with hit the road we're gonna get into all that but tell us a little bit about about you uh, where you're from what do you do and how'd you get into horse racing um, I'm from New Jersey grew up in New Jersey then after college spent a lot of time in New York and I used to frequent the Jersey Shore exit 105, Monmouth Racetrack, with my father, mm. probably every weekend. Very bad influence he was. Um, <laughs> or a, or a good influence. What are you talking great about? Influence. <laughs> no, it was great influence. One of the best times. That's my favorite, probably East Coast track. Um, I every Saturday we'd go down there, um, and as we got as I got older, I would go with my friends and. When we could drive, just go down on the weekend and then go down to Atlantic City and have go to Atlantic City racetrack. It just be a, it's a fun. It, it was just a fun place to grow up. Well, let me let me um, stop you there for a second, Corey. Yeah. Let me interrupt okay. you and ask you this: When yeah. you're you're going with your dad, and then as you, I'm assuming you're handicapping. Did you ever think that one day I want to be an owner? Yes, I, I. He had a couple small pieces of a horse. Um, horses in New Jersey with actually, if I remember right, I want to say uh, Danny Perlswijk, the what with Lord Avey. He didn't oh, have Lord Avey, but you know that was the trainer we had. Um, so that w- it was a lot of fun. And then also John Mazza, who I think recently passed. So those were the trainers that I was able to go on the backstretch and meet. And you know, really, it, horses are amazing. I used to love riding, and they're just the best animal. Uh, they're just they're fun to watch. They're special. Well, a big horse fan. So Corey, and was not it... for the betting purpose. I'm oh, sorry. No, no go you're... Ahead. that's what I was gonna ask you. Was was it for what 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 really made you love being there every weekend? Was it for the animal, or was it for the camaraderie with the dad, or was it for gambling? Uh, a little bit of the gambling, but honestly, with the dad and then my friends, and they would just love to be able to go down in the winter circle and or go to the paddock and meet the jockey. People don't realize how amazing that is. It's such an experience. Everyone should get to experience that because the, the jo- jockeys are superhuman athletes and nobody gives them enough credit either. It's just, I, I wish everyone would, would have the opportunity to go to the backstretch, watch them in the morning, like listen to them when they run like on a workout. It's almost like, like whispering along the track. It's just, it's a whole different perspective from when you're at the racetrack and yelling and screaming and so forth. It's just a different world back there, and it's something everyone should experience, and I think they would all fall in love with horses. It makes a lot of sense, and it's what we try to – we we say it all the time, Corey, here, that there's a love of the animal, especially with what we've been going through in the last couple of years here in Southern California. Are you in Southern California now, or are you still back east? Yes. Oh, no, I'm, I've been here since 94. So I've been, I'm a California, I guess, just transplant. I've always, yeah, pretty much every summer we come out here from the East coast. So I knew I eventually wound up in California also. So, well, uh, 
Tell no. us about tell us about your horse ownership experience as far as meeting Dan Blacker or getting involved in this partnership. Um, did you have other horses uh, previously, or is this one of your first? This is one of my first personally. And, wow, um, you are the luckiest yeah, guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say no. It's no. It's uh, the first horse I had with Dan. Um, I had a same small percentage and uh, Friars Walk. And unfortunately, he got to the track, but then he had an injury, and Dan rested him, and he came back, and he did the same thing. And Dan was very honest. He said we could rest him again, or he may never be right. And so we, Dan found a great home for him, and he's now a happy horse. And that's what's special about Dan, too. I mean, so, and Dan said, are you upset? And I said, no, because I know horse racing, they're delicate, fragile animals, and anything can happen, unfortunately. So it's, it's, it's part of the game. And I didn't get into this game to, oh, I'm going to make a lot of money. I just honestly wanted to be able to have my owner's license again, go to the backstretch. Of course, the pandemic has killed that now for a little while. <laughs> and, you know, be able to go, go to the paddock. It's just, it's just, that's the most fun. You don't make a bet. You don't need to make a bet. It's the most fun in the world doing those things. The, you know, interesting that so, you said going to the backstretch, Corey. I want to harp on that because okay. us owners... I believe in Michelle, correct me if you think I'm wrong, but a lot of people during the pandemic, when we made a big stink, Hey, we want to go see our horses. And there was this whole kind of underlying joke of, Oh, all owners want to do is just feed their horses carrots. Yes, right? we do. And, but, and it's, and, and it's true. And there's so much more than that. Corey, explain to the people like what it, what it is about this horse and about going back there and watching them cool out after they work out and, and just standing with them and, and hugging on them and loving on them. What, what is it? It's just, you, you build a bond. And I wish I was more eloquent. It, you can, yeah, yes. As Michelle said, you want to give them a carrot. But you do want to see him work out. You want to see him come back. And they're happy. And I think the one thing I wanted to say was people think, oh, the horses just race and that's it. It's a 24-7, it's a 365-day-a-week job for Dan and the people, the grooms, the walkers. People don't get – they're like their children, but the children can't say I'm not feeling well. So it's up to the trainers and the grooms to make sure they're fine. And that's why – it's just the backstretch is such a tight knit community because you rely on one another and it's just a special place. Corey, I want to ask what got you to finally decide, okay, I'm going to take the plunge into horse ownership. Now, was it just, you were aching to do it? Was it the right time in your life? Was it a right time financially for other people that are out there thinking like, gosh, I kind of want to get into it, but I'm not sure, you know, what was your trigger? Um, being, totally honest the first one was sort of a birthday present for my wife because she knew what <laughs> she a great knew present. i wanted to yeah what a great wife what a great but, wife uh, what a great wife yep jeez yep. billy yep. sorry she, she knew <laughs> she knew i wanted to um get involved and then um the second one was my i wanted to stay with dan and try and build a relationship and grow and so now i'm up to three well I had three. Now we, we have two and the other one's coming back from the farm. And I will, as finances allow, I will definitely get involved and stay with Dan because I think what's special about Dan is he doesn't rush a horse. He does what's best for a horse. And he told me the other day, he said, if you treat them right when they're, you know, two year old, three year old, and if they need time, give them time. 
odds are they're going to reward you down the line because you're, you're taking care of them. You're making sure they're healing, mending, growing into their body, and you'll be rewarded just like with Hit the Road. I mean, I don't know. Some trainers might have pushed them along. Dan said, no, we need to give them time, and the results are like, honestly, I feel I'm one of the luckiest horse owners in the world. I mean, I got to go to Breeders' Cup two years ago, and then – a grade one already. It's just, it, it is a dream. And I told my wife, this is just, it's crazy. And I'm as nervous as anything when he runs. And it, it's just, it's exciting. Was the, Corey, how, go ahead, Michelle. I, wait, I want to throw in one thing. And I, Cause I know you were going to, Michelle has a bunch of questions, but where was coming on the okay. owner's box? As far as one of your dreams, was that, <laughs> such an was that after winning a grade one? Uh, yeah, that was definitely, definitely one of the highlights. And I didn't know. Now I will listen to you guys all the time. See, and actually, I subscribe. I just subscribe to a yearly, the yearly membership. Oh, I there didn't you go. The best. So. You know, Corey Bird. Thank you. All right, Michelle. I know you're waiting. Okay, so Corey, I got to go back to the wife <laughs> yeah. buying you your first horse. Was that something that you guys spoke okay. about? And she's like, "Here, we did it." Or did she like go? Did she go into sales? This is like in my imagination. No, she, she like met Dan. Sales I and think. walked around. And did she know Dan beforehand? I didn't know. I want to know how I, she oh, ended up know. picking out a horse. Yeah. No, this was just, he said, all right, you can decide, see what you want to research. And um, we, we Chris, Christina, Chris, Dan's wife is great on TVG. And mm-hmm. I knew the, I knew Dan, I did some research and I know Billy, I know Little Red Feather and I know Michelle, your husband, Ryan Hanson. I just, but somehow wow. it um, just, yeah. I, I feel just, now you did um, some research. What, no, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, well, I knew- when we're offline, I, Michelle and I are both going to ask what happened to us. I mean, I never got a call from. <laughs> did you get a call from Corey, Michelle? I never got a call. From never got a call. Christina carries herself so much better on TV than she, I do, though. No, that was a deciding factor. Well, <laughs> oh, don't say that. All good, but um, no, Dan and I went back there with my wife, um, Melissa, and we just we met Dan and we walked and talked, and then he gave the opportunity of the first horse and we went for it. And then he called again and I wanted to, you know, at least have two, two shares with Dan and different horses. And, you know, it's hopefully we'll grow from there. It's just, uh, and Dan's great. Dan will, he's called me after every race, which he doesn't have to do. I mean, I'm sure he's called every owner and it's just, he's always available and he keeps, keeps you informed. Like I'm sure most owners do, but you know, Dan will be my favorite. So. Uh, well, oh, I love oh, that. Soft spot in your heart yeah. for Dan Blacker. Yeah. Just won the grade one. And with, also. Yes. With okay. Hit the Road. We're not done. No, I was say, Don't think we're going anywhere, Corey. No, no, no. I was just going to throw this in there, too, because, and Billy, your sister, Emily, does a great job with Radley. She's always available and has just become a friend texting or whatever. So I had to give. Emily, a plug. Well, so, I know okay. she she <laughs> loves all the owners, and if you, Dan, I don't know Corey, if you've seen the video of Emily and myself watching uh, hit the yeah, road she, win. She sent it to me. It, it was great. It's it was pretty. It was really pretty, great. and it was an amazing. Uh, it was an amazing day, Corey Berg, uh, part owner of Hit the Road Grade One. Now, let's talk a little bit about Hit the Road because you did have to. Um, ha- you had some patience. I mean, this horse was a super impressive, breaking his maiden. He wins a stake. Then he goes into the Breeders' Cup. He has a terrible trip. He's wide. And then he's off the sidelines for a while. Missed a lot of time. That's got to be difficult, especially for someone who, you know, you're excited. You're new to the game as far as an ownership. And now you got to wait. What's that like? Um, it's, it's, it's hard, but it's, it's really for the best. I mean, you don't want a horse to come back and then never run again. And if you don't trust your trainer, you shouldn't be in the business. 
So, you know, I, Dan said he needed time and you have to give a horse time. He was only, he was a baby, you know, he was two, three, now he's four. So it's hard, but it's amazing that six months flew by the way it did or five months. It's, uh, is yeah, it does it, go fast. You have to have patience, I guess. I think yeah, that's patience key. is the yeah. name of the game. Corey, ahead, I Michelle. want to ask you um, okay. a little bit about going into hit the road with. You. There's 11 different partners of this yeah. horse. Are you happy wow. with the number of partners? Like uh, when you got into the game, were you thinking I'm gonna you know be with a bunch of people, or were you thinking I just want to be a single owner? Um, in the, for the first couple, I figured, you know, I want to just. I didn't mind if there are other partners mm-hmm. share the wealth or share the experience. It's, it's a lot of fun. And there, there are a lot of owners and they're really nice on Twitter and everybody roots for one another. Um, but down the line, I will definitely want to have my own horse and Ooh. own. Silks Ooh. And, oh, yeah. Do you have oh, silks? Sure. Yeah. yeah Michelle love, wants to hear about silks. about silks. I knew it. I knew you were going to no, say I don't, that. But it, I definitely would, They'd be green, and it'd be just all different shades of green. But I definitely will have a horse. Why green? Down the line Why green? Where's the green from? That's my favorite color. My favorite color. Favorite color. Corey, what so, do you? Um, what is your business? What do you? What do you do? Um, really, property manage. We have some uh, properties and apartments that I manage um, for my wife and myself. And then I used to be involved in the food industry, coffee and so forth, years ago. And so it's really food or finance, I guess. Those are my what I've done with and that was, that was Corey Loki saying and that horses. he owns a bunch of Starbucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, Corey, it's actually green, nice. right? Yeah, his, his name is Corey story. Starbuck Berg. Actually, yeah, sorry. there we go. I like yes. it. That's a good nickname. No, you Corey, can I want, I want to go to. Okay. Were you on track for the race? No, I actually I wanted to, and I said uh, I'm just being safe, and I stayed home, and. I'm also a little superstitious. My daughter's back from college because she's there doing the alternate semesters, and she was here when he uh, when he won last time. So we're all in the same place. I had on the same shirt, and she videotaped <laughs> me again. And if I tell you, it's the most embarrassing thing I've ever witnessed. Oh, and paint she the has picture! Every... No, you got to paint the picture for us. You got to. Yeah, you're in your us, room. What were tell you us wearing? Exa- where were you? Yes, How do you we want that? This is this is what we're here for. <laughs> um. Out of the gate, I thought I thought he got. I, I was nervous because he was on the rail, and I was yelling and screaming, and I would walk to the corner. I, I, so you are you I a first louder, turn? Louder than Emily. So you're a first turn screamer, like oh, are you a are you a the the race is over? You know that kind of thing, or are you like no just, no? I knew it wasn't no. no. I knew it wasn't. I just didn't want him to get stopped or anything. And okay. Florent Road, the race, the amazing race. The horse was brave going on the inside. No, I never give up until they cross the wire. I learned that. But uh, no, it's nerve-wracking coming out of the two-hole, and you never know what's going to happen, and you want to break well. And um, yeah, it's so you're pacing. It's, what are you shouting in your in your lucky yeah, green shirt? We need to know that. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I wore orange because <gasps> that was the color. My favorite last color. Time. Oh, so okay. you were. Oh, that's I see. What I wore last. Yeah. That's yeah, my no, favorite color, orange. Yeah, what is your rooting tactic? The- They're coming down the lane. What are what are you screaming at the TV? Because it's out of body. It's a whole out of body experience. Yeah, no, come. I mean, I can't yell. What you I don't have say, to yell. But yeah, <laughs> but um, I mean, it'd be cool yeah, if you was, yelled. Yeah, but no, it was just. It was, <laughs> come on, it throat. I had no voice. Every time he's run, I've had no voice when it was over. That's what. It's do all you about. cheer for the horse or do you cheer for the rider? Because 
there, a lot of people are different. I, I cheer for the horse, and then I cheer for the I'm the jockey also. Right, but me, I mean mainly the horse. Let me go get the road. Was yeah, Emily was screaming, was screaming for Florent. She was like, yeah. "Come on, Florent! Come on, Florent!" Yeah. It was yeah. pretty. It was really cool. Uh, Corey Berg from uh, one of the owners of Hit the Road joining us here on the Owners Box. Corey, you know Michelle and I talked a little bit about it before you came on about the decision of Umberto Raspoli to ride smooth like straight. Were you expecting him to ride Hit the Road? How did that go down? Did Did Dan kind of talk to you, the partners about hey who might be his replacement? No, Dan. Dan let us know. I guess after when like he said in the interview, um, but. I had a feeling he might go with um, Michael Dickerson because he's ridden a lot and Michael has a ton of horses and he's Umberto is nothing but a class act. What he put out on Twitter with the congratulations mm-hmm. and his reasoning for riding. And um, I think Michelle, you went, you interviewed him, didn't you with that? Or no, I can't remember. I don't know. Uh, That's okay. I, no, I, you no, were, I didn't. You were in a different world. Well, you, you could have said anything at that point. You yeah. wouldn't remember. <laughs> but no, but he um, he gave he gave his reasoning, and you have to respect it. But he's mm-hmm. nothing but just nothing but class, and he'd be more than welcome to come back and ride whatever Dan wants to do. But he's a great jockey and an even better person because not a lot of jockeys would give their reasoning for you know why why he chose um, smooth like straight. By the way, how classy was that to say you'd be uh, welcoming him back if he wanted to ride back? Yeah, I mean, he didn't do it. He didn't do anything. Right? It's it's a business for them too, and I'm sure a lot has to do with his agent and his agent's decision. Yeah, I don't know really how that works, but I have a feeling the agent has a large say in who he rides and so forth. Corey, we have a lot of listeners, or we hope to have a lot of listeners, and one of the reasons Michelle and I started this show was to get people into the game. You know, now you've you've had this taste, and you've had this amazing success, and I, I hear it in your voice that you understand perspective, and you know that it's in, in, you've been incredibly fortunate to have a grade one winner in your second or third horse. What would you say to people out there that are looking to get into the game? What kind of advice would you give them? I would say... If you love horses and you want an experience you can share with your family and friends, just take a small percentage or find a partnership where you, you know, where you can put up X amount of dollars and it's going to be so worth it. It's better than going to a sporting event. You're always, you always have something you can go see. If you say you're a football fan, it's every weekend. This, if you want to go visit your horse every day, you're more than welcome to go to the backstretch with your owner's pass, go see your horse, get involved. Um, that, that's what I would say. It's something that everyone should experience once. Just being in the winter circle or when the jockey's legged up, it's just I want to go to the track now. <laughs> Corey, I want to ask. I want to ask one follow up to that, and that is, give us something that you have learned that you didn't know uh, a year and a half ago when you got started two years ago that you now know that that you've learned about ownership. That. Hmm. I'm. I'm going to say that patience is so important, and don't. Don't rush the horse. Don't rush the trainer. Let them, I would say, don't, you can have an opinion, but let them make the final decision. That's their job. That's their career. And they're only out for your good and the good of the horse, the benefit of the, the, the betterment of the, the better, to make the horse better. 
I think that's great advice, and I think every trainer in the backstretch would absolutely agree with you, <laughs> including, including <laughs> Michelle's husband. So, uh, Corey Berg, thank you for spending the time with us today. We really appreciate it, and best of luck, of course, with Hit the Road. We look forward to seeing him maybe in the Shoemaker or down the road in the Breeders' Cup, uh, which will be here at Del Mar this year. That's kind of exciting, Michelle. Yep, yeah, that's, that's very exciting. exciting. Yeah. It's going to be going to be Corey's going to be there. I think Corey should have silks made by then. Is there a rule that you can't have your own silks on this horse? I th- oh, no. oh. Uh, yeah, here we go. No, oh, don't <laughs> start with that, Michelle. We've <laughs> had such amazing. a nice interview. Yeah. But I have like my in my head now. First of all, I don't even know what Corey looks like, but I picture Corey and Melissa and I picture them in their house watching races. And now I picture these like multicolored green silks. It's almost like a camo, except that it's all in like lighter and like an emerald and all like, i just yeah, i the, have the like old a michael right. whittingham colors like from skywalker yeah. it has like dark green and light green checks like that no not no? checks i want it to be like almost like a watercolor like like oh. just mixed in all together hmm. nice interesting right, that's it when i when i do this I'm, I'm gonna get in touch with michelle you're gonna design these it'd be great oh Good. i like that you idea. just made her day Please. I know, this is exciting. Corey, Corey, is, Corey is inspiring me right now. There you go. Corey Berg, thank you very much, and we hope to see you at the races soon. Thank you so much. You guys are great. All right, thank congratulations. You so much, thank you, See you later. That's Bye-bye. Corey. That's Corey Berg here on the Owner's Box. That was fun, Michelle. I love, I love meeting new people, right? Like, this is the whole point of the show is to have new and fresh people on that we don't know, that we haven't heard from, that we don't know their stories. And how lucky is this guy? Oh, it's unbelievable. It's it's really right? hard. And I think the key is is just the and anyone listening knows, and there's a lot of people who listen to the show that I'm sure are owners and some of my own that, you know, from Little Red Feather that, you know, haven't won a grade one. And it's really, really, really how many really should I put, Michelle? So a hundred and fifty thousand. Hundred and fifty million really it's really hard. And when you get a horse like hit the road, he can be a once in a lifetime horse and it's super exciting. And I'm really proud of my sister Emily, who uh um has been a part of this run with Dan Blacker. I'm par- proud of Dan. Dan is one of the good guys and, and we root for him and obviously Christina and that whole gang. I think uh Hit the Road is obviously a special, special horse for all of them. And I, I we wish I know I speak for Michelle when I say that we wish them nothing but more success in his four year old campaign that was so cool michelle a lot of fun that was awesome yes uh thank you for billy for setting that up and thank you to dan blacker providing yeah Yeah. dan blacker um we have some we have some big we have derby preps this week we're not going to get into it i think uh but i love the race at uh i think it's at oakland the rebel you see that michelle i i haven't looked at it it's uh it's uh two bafferts you have um What's the uh, what's the fast one? Well, now the I've got a look. Concert tour. Concert tour and also Cato, Cato, uh, Cato River for Brad Cox. Oh, welcome back, Cato River. Yeah, you like him. And we talked to his owner, so we have to root we have to root for them. We have a okay, lot of Okay, it's Cato River coming off that ten length win in the Smarty Jones. Yeah. Big Lake for Asmussen, who's coming out of allowance win. Hosier for Baffert, who just broke his maiden going a route. Oh, get her numbers back for yes, Peter Miller. He played yes. the American Pharaoh and he's been on the sidelines. Uh, Twilight Blue for Joe Sharp just won an allowance. Keep Me in Mind for Diodoro won the Kentucky Jockey Club, but we haven't seen him since. Concert Tour is that perfect two for two, but he hasn't routed yet, but he did win the San Vicente. And then Superstock, who just finished second in the street sense. That's a damn good race, Billy. Dang good race. Ooh. And there's no N in Vicente. Okay. <laughs> Technically, there is, actually. It's just in the other spot. 
You're the absolute best. Um, what a fun show, Michelle. I thoroughly enjoy talking to you. And thanks, Corey Berg, for coming on and uh, and all the Hit the Roads connections. One more congratulations on the grade one Kilro at Santa Anita. We'll be back next week with another uh, great ho- great guest. We already have, have great it set hosts. Up already. You have it set up? I do. Do you want to tease it? It is going to be a new partnership venture, and they're in like the four corners of the United States, but they're ju- they're just going live this week. They're called the Shamrock Highlands Thoroughbred Group. Oh, um, so cool. we're going to have them on to talk about us or talk to us about their um, partnership and how they run it. They said that they have a whole different outlook than other partnerships, which is kind of the key, right? You want to have something different. That's what sets you apart. So I'm excited to hear what the whole story is. Absolutely. Do I have to sign like a non-disclosure agreement before we talk to them? Maybe. Might have to. All right. Michelle, um, have a great week. Everybody out there, thank you for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Own a Horse, at BKLRF, at the Michelle U. We will uh, please retweet the show, comment on the show, email us, billy at littleredfeather.com. Uh, If you are interested in finding out anything about horses or partnerships, email me anytime. And uh, we really appreciate the listenership has been out of control, Michelle. We are already moving up the ranks on the uh, what are uh, in the money podcast in the -hmm. money media. We are we are literally one of the top shows already. I don't Yay. know how it's happened so quickly, but I, we, I, we can't beat Nick Luck. I know, but well, but he's so handsome and everything, and I mean, so, he's just so he's, clever. You know what he is? He's debonair, that Nick Luck. Oh, he and is. you can listen to Acacia Courtney, and you can listen to obviously J.K. and uh, Matt Bernier. Pete, Matt Bernier, what a crew! We're so lucky. I was yeah. on the show the other day. I did the handicapping for Saturday, Michelle. Did I tell you this? Uh, no. How'd you do? Guess who I gave out? Who? Idol. Oh, good job. Yeah, good job. Good job by you. That's what Bill Simmons says. All right, guys. Have a great, great day. Have a great rest of your week. And we'll see you at the races. And we'll see you here next week on the Owner's Box. Bye.